Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as per usual, uh, this week we got the whole crew here, John, Randall, and I, and I'm going to be kicking the ball over to the three of us in a few minutes here to uh, chit-chat some video games and whatnot. Uh, John's been digging into some uh, Warhammer 40k bolt gun uh, per our pal uh, Mikey, our bandmate Mikey's uh, suggestion. And uh, yeah, he's been digging into that, and we kind of end up veering off into all sorts of other video game chit-chat, some boomer shooter territory. I've been playing a little post-voice on uh nintendo switch so we just kind of talk about some random like 90s era shooters and and all sorts of stuff but yeah definitely some video game heavy uh chit chat this week but also as per usual uh, i'm going to talk about some of the stuff that i've been playing lately i've actually been doing a ton of video gaming lately uh both streaming and not streaming just playing you know some switch uh runs of some stuff before bed uh, i did do a little bit of streaming uh, these these couple i'm just going to kind of do a little bit of a rapid fire of some of the stuff uh that i've been playing here lately but uh yeah, some of the games that I've been digging into big time on my Switch and that I won't spend a ton of time on because I've uh, talked about them before on the podcast, but I'm back on my Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Deadlands specifically. They just released that new Kingdom 80s version, and I was just kind of scratching. I was like, ah, oh, it's not out on consoles yet. It's only out on Steam or maybe other places on PC as well, but I was like, I've done all my Kingdoming on Switch so far, so I'm going to wait for that 80s version. I wasn't 100% sold on it, honestly, before it came out, but now I'm like, okay, I, I need to get my Kingdom fixed, but I've been playing a bunch of Deadlands, kind of finally committing to trying to actually properly beat the game. Uh, I think when I've talked about it on the podcast in the past, like DJ and I, uh, from the early days of the podcast, we used to play co-op a lot. We just kind of have like slightly different ideas of how to approach it, and we'd always like should we pick up where we left off? And I do this even with my own files too. Like, should I pick up right where I left off last time or should I start a new one fresh and, you know, try to correct my mistakes and do everything perfectly? This one, I'm kind of like, I'm actually on my third monarch. So it's like my third ruler. Like I've let myself die a couple times in Kingdom 2 Crowns or the Deadlands DLC. You can actually like die and kind of pick up where you left off. Sort of, you lose some of your progress, but uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying playing that. And then the other game I've been playing a ton of that I've also talked about on the podcast before uh, on my Switch. I didn't even know it came out on Switch, uh, but I'm a huge fan of this developer, uh, Wired Dream Studios. This game is called uh, Undergrave. And again, I'm not going to go too deep into it because I've already talked about it before, but it's like a top down grid based puzzle strategy roguelike, you know, more arcadey. Uh, in the like structure and whatnot, but I just really love you're always, you know, you start with a limited amount of action points and you can either throw your sword, uh, jump with your sword or without your sword or dash with or without your sword. Once you throw the sword, all of the actions you have, uh, obviously you can't throw the sword without it in your hand, but all of the other actions jumping and dashing now costs less. And then otherwise, uh, whether you have the sword or not, if you're just moving one tile at a time, you're recovering action points. And there's a bunch of other layered mechanics in there, but it's just such an awesome game. And I think the game's like 12 bucks or something like that on PC. For some reason, it's only $5 on Nintendo Switch full price. I happened to only come across it because it was on sale for even cheaper than that. It was like $3.75. And I was like, oh my God, I love this game uh, on PC. And I just honestly just didn't play more of it because it was on PC. I tend to just gravitate towards my Switch. Uh, when I'm playing games. So now that I have it on there, I've just been going nonstop, at least playing a run every night before bed, uh, if not multiple. But 
Just so hooked on that game. Can't recommend it enough. And then I guess while I'm kind of in that Kingdom vein, another game that I've been playing a little bit of and I really want to go back because there's been a couple updates since I uh, played it uh, first during a stream. Uh, but Tuttle Star Flower Harvest. Uh, this is a game I might have even mentioned the Game Jam version called Howdy Boy Harvest. I'm a big fan of this developer. I know we've talked about uh, Below the Ocean in the past, a really great uh, puzzle platformer that was originally, a lot of their games were originally made for Game Jams, uh, as was Howdy Boy Harvest. And the whole time I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Kingdom, this like side-scrolling, like light layer of tower defense. And then they added with this uh, Tuttle Starflower Harvest, which is basically just like a, you know, souped up version of the Game Jam release, a full commercial release of the game, I guess. Uh, but it's got this really awesome, like, it's not one bit because there's a ton of different colors, but just like a stark black background. Your character's just like all white pixels, if I recall correctly, other than maybe like your pitchfork. Uh, but they added in basically everything that I was talking about or thinking about while I was playing the game. Like, oh, I wish you could have like a little bit of like tower defense action going on because enemies start coming in from the left and right. Um, I think the arcade game I'm thinking of is uh, Defender, where it like where the screen like it's a shoot 'em up in that game, but it, like the screen or the map, you have a map at the top and it kind of like loops. Like if you just keep running to the right, it'll keep looping over and over again, uh, and it works the same way here, at least best that I can tell. But you get all sorts of different upgrades, like you can unlock a scythe that then allows you to like instead of your pitchfork, you can harvest things faster. You can get like a charge Mega Man blast kind of shot because you are. Uh, fending off enemies as well and there's just so many new things they added from the game jam version and they've even added more since the uh, initial loss or the initial launch pardon me um, so I'm really really looking forward to playing some more of that one I just love the sense of style love everything about it um, also did a stream recently uh, the game makers speaking of game jams the game makers toolkit game jam uh, for 2023 just wrapped up that's always one of the biggest game jams of the year. Uh, just, you know, it's even how I discovered game jams to the best of my knowledge that would even, you know, found out what they were, whether it was either that or Ludum Dar. I can't remember, but those are definitely like the two big heavy hitters. And uh, I did a stream, checked out like seven or eight different games, a bunch of the games from our pals. I'll, I'll try to just put a link to the full stream here in the episode description. But in particular, I really loved uh, the game Crab Juice from our pals. Uh, there was a whole pretty big team on that one, but Really cool kind of top-down arcade speed run sort of game because once you get it down, you can get through it really quick and it even gives you a timer. Like you escaped in, you know, four, I think my time was like 400 some seconds or 300. I think I was just under 400 actually, but you just play as like this little crab, I don't know, alien monster thing and you just like launch yourself onto the other like guard security guards heads and there's a few different enemy types really cool like again the fact that this was made over the course of a weekend the pixel art's amazing the music's amazing again they had a pretty decent sized team of really talented folks so it's not a huge surprise but still I'm always blown away by what people can put together uh, especially with a big team in such a short amount of time but uh, there were there were quite a few others that I checked out that I really liked so yeah like I said instead of just rambling here about a bunch of random games i'll just try to put a link in the uh episode description here and then one more game i did want to give a shout out to as well uh, that i played on a stream the other night was a game that kind of caught me by surprise it's called plong and it's basically a pong you know breakout style game with a roguelike uh rapping and at first like when you boot it up it's definitely got like a very like windows 95 windows 98 sort of aesthetic but it was like it so something about it felt a little bit janky at first but once i got going and like felt because at first i was like oh man you got to control everything with the mouse or the cursor and I, at first i was like ah, I'd, you know i i tend to like to play with the gamepad but with this game being pretty much strictly mouse controls you can hold down i think spacebar if you want instead of click for for one of the features but basically you have like a, a cursor like these two intersecting lines a vertical 
and a horizontal line. And like where those two intersect is where your cursor is at. And then on any given stage, again, it's a roguelike kind of randomly generated stages, but you might have just one paddle. I think the very first one starts you off with just one paddle on the bottom or side. Uh, again, it's like a square arena or rectangle maybe, but any stage you might be able controlling all four paddles at once. So as you move your cursor to the left, that like crosshair, you know, intersection moves as well. And both the, if you have a stage that sometimes there's only three paddles or two, but if you have a stage that let's say has all four sides or paddles and you know, there's no walls that you can bank it off of or whatever. And you're, it's again, you're like with that windows 95 aesthetic, you're trying to like break all the files. And I think like, I don't know, decorrupt the virus. I can't remember exactly what the theming is, but you just have to hit like the very, sometimes there's more than one, but just hit all the locks on a stage to unlock that, folder and then move on to the next one but I just really love like the theming the progression and then again that like not risk reward is not the right word there's some cool upgrades that uh, lean into the risk reward uh, side of things but I just really love that feeling of like you really have to get down like okay first you get used to like okay I'm I'm tracking the ball like I think I'm gonna hit it with the paddle on the left side of the screen but then like at the last second you're like oh it's actually it's actually going to hit that top paddle, but I haven't been moving that top paddle over to the side. Like you just really have to constantly be aware of where that center of your cursor is and like where all the paddles are at all times. And again, you get like some power ups. You start off with just like a bomb. So if you hold down the click as the ball hits the paddle, it'll bounce off. And then the next thing it hits, it kind of blows them up. Even some of like the folders or files or, you know, bricks, if you will, uh, if we're talking like breakout or Arkanoid, um, some of those will even that you wouldn't be able to break. Otherwise, they might be like a solid rock or a, like frozen tile that you can't break. But if it, you get the bomb, you can blow those right up and then clear a path. But it's just such a cool game. I went from being like, ah, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this one to being like, oh, I could see myself playing a ton of this game. Just a really, really cool uh, experience with a pretty unique control scheme. I mean, it, you're just moving a cursor around, but it just feels really fresh and uh unique but uh, a really cool take on the pong breakout you know arkanoid formula too but yeah i think i'll leave it there because I've, I've obviously just been rambling on about some cool games here but i'll leave it there and kick it over to uh john randall and i uh for this week for the uh video game chit chat and whatnot and uh otherwise uh yeah we'll catch you next week and until then take care Are we all recording? I'm I'm recording. I'm rolling, baby. I'm now rolling. Yes. All right. Let me talk about Warhammer 40k bolt gun. All right. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that because I just drove by a games workshop the other day. (laughs) Nice. uh, And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe this place is still here. It's the same one that used to be, you know, there 15 years ago over by the Best Buy that we used to work at, Randall, like kind of all the way around the corner. It was like on the furthest... The furthest you can possibly get in that same shop. Really? It was like standalone? Because the the games workshop I remember was in uh, like Lakeside Mall, like in malls. I feel like there was more of those that I remember. This was like it was still like it was it was standalone. Like it was in a strip mall. So it wasn't like standalone in and of itself. But yeah, Yeah. it was like on the end. Like, you know how like there was that office max or office depot around like the backside. It was like or that Chuck E. Cheese and whatever. Yeah. Um, It was kind of like on that back, like very side entrance or whatever. Uh, but it's still there to this day. Plaza. I remember the, 
I remember going there and being disappointed and like, oh, they don't have video games. Oh, this place is lame. <laughs> but uh, anyways, not to sidetrack that, John, on the 40K. Yeah. Uh, so Mikey got it. And like in the period where I was just like gushing nonstop, I think it only came out like a couple of days ago. Nice. Um, okay. But like uh, in my gushing of Tears of the Kingdom to Mikey, like he was just started like gushing about uh, Bolt Gun. And yeah. then he's like, John, this is my Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> he's, <Whoa. laughs> he's like, everything that is like tailor made for you, like in a game that is so hyper specific geared towards your taste in games. <laughs> he's like, Bolt yeah. Gun is that for me. And so I picked okay. it up and it like I had seen a little bit of it, like in whenever they initially announced it. And it's part of their, like, handing the IP over to some indie devs to make, like, side games, like, ones that aren't necessarily. So this one, I think, was on, I got it on sale for, like, 19 bucks. Nice. But it's, like, it is very much a, and I think we talked about it maybe last time we all, like, played games together. Uh, where Mikey was describing it uh, as like not a D make per se, but a very much like a just barely like over Doom or like a Quake era shooter, and yeah. like it's really low res graphics. Uh-huh. There's even oh, options okay. to make the graphics even worse. Uh-huh. Which is does it incredible. run very high frame rate? Is it fast? Oh, yes, like every enemy has maybe two frames or three frames of like animation yes. and like, like lifting their arms and lowering them yes. or something. Yes, it's incredible, but it's like still in like a 3D with like good like controls. Like yeah. it feels really nice yeah. to control. And like I have like, uh, but it's all very simple controls, like not a ton like of complexity or even like customization, even though it has a weapon wheel for four weapons. Yeah. Nice. So, okay. Like, but like the gameplay switches a lot between weapons. So like if you're around like certain like demons from 40 K you're like, okay, these ones are just bullet sponges. So I need to take out the shotgun. Cause otherwise I'm just going to like be sitting here, like taking their attacks or, Oh God, there's a lot of one hit, like smaller enemies that I just need to like take out the machine gun to wipe out. Like mm-hmm. it was the most like yeah. very like, deliberate like chess like situation equipment for me not like doom eternal or like doom uh 2016 where you're like just doing it so like on the fly and oh, yeah. it feels really natural this one was like very much is like all right i need to like retreat and like assess the situation like put up pull out the one weapon that i'm going to use for this entire room and then go into it and like it's really fun. Like, Sounds awesome. Okay. I'm wondering, like, part of me is like, I wonder if they're doing that, like, to kind of add in, like, a layer of that strategy element as opposed to, like, just, you know, running and gunning and mowing stuff down. Like, let's inject a little 40K into here where you got to, like, juggle your weapons effectively. Oh, yeah. You're, like, I don't you're know, dealing cool. horde enemies versus, like, other, like, big hitting ones. So, yeah, if I, it feels like it sort of that they're a little bit more. <clears throat> true to what their like actual units are or whatever okay yeah 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 geez this just released holy moly okay two days ago i think yeah that's awesome that doesn't seem like a mikey game but maybe i just i don't i never talked to mikey much about like retro retro older games and stuff like that i feel like if he ever talks about older games it's always like starcraft warcraft type stuff yeah uh like yeah the strategy stuff so i never think of him as like kind of like an old like 
what do they don't they call these like boomer shooters yes. nowadays or whatever? <laughs> That's literally what yeah what I said on the Steam page. <laughs> yeah. I've heard a few people say that. I'm like, that's like, that's pretty funny. Like a nineties um, arena shooter, right? Is that the yeah. basically yeah. Essentially, yeah. Uh, I've actually been playing a game. I just mentioned it briefly awesome. on the most recent saver for the cast. I picked it up on uh Switch. Uh it's called Post Void. It's from the people who made that game Sea Salt that I raved about like ages ago. Yeah. Uh, but it's kinda it's like a you know, the fastest paced boomer shooter you can imagine. It's like a roguelike where you just gotta clear like eleven floors as quickly as possible. Nice. And you just have this like like uh what's it called like a vial or something in your hand that like just keeps draining your health at all times until you kill enemies to refill it so it's all just like running and sliding and sprinting as fast as you can and everything's just like not quite uh, well i was gonna say not quite as grotesque as sea salt but definitely as grotesque as sea salt but just like (laughs) a different type of grotesque but um yeah that game's been pretty fun i'm kind of like i kind of are you playing with a controller on uh oh yeah 40k yeah and like i man i don't know i i think another thing that i really love about it is that it's very silly and like Mm -hmm. because it feels like a doom or like air shooter a duke nukem where it's like yeah like is so over the top so unrealistic like everything is ridiculous like from the get-go it is just like so like overtly silly that like i think it's very like effective like i think the thing that mikey was saying was like how there's like one sound clip for all of like the human enemies in the game (laughs) so like no matter what context like it it, it works every time it's the stupidest joke but you've been going through an area where it's just been ambient music and then you turn a corner and you just hear <laughs> and every time it's like the I laugh, Wilhelm scream. It's so good. It, like, it never stops being funny. So this is like a, a strictly like single player campaign, or is yeah. it like a mal- is there a multiplayer aspect as well? I don't think so, but like I'm oh, wow. still and that's the other thing, is that this is huge. Like I think my biggest complaint about it is that like I've gotten lost in basically every single level. Oh, wow. And like, I'm not sure. It's not like a corridor straight thing. Like you get to these little areas that are like a little bit more open-ended and they are like the arenas where it's like, okay, this is the room where the next horde is. And then this is a corridor that leads to the next room. But like, they're very samey. And I think that's partially on purpose to keep like, the theme consistent to like sure. being a retro game, but like, yep. yeah. and also like I spent like just 45 minutes in an empty level being like, I don't know where the exit is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. But like, other than that, like it's really good. And like, uh, I don't know. I, I, well, I love that they're, uh, I don't know who the studio was that developed it or whatever, but it kind of reminds Orach. me of like getting, it's Warrock? Warrock, A-U-R-O-C-H. Okay, because I like the way you framed it, like, as, like, kind of them kind of, like, not pawning it off to, like, indie studios, but for lack of a better term or whatever, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, tur- Tribute doing Turtles and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. these kind of big kind of name franchises or whatever, you know, that or IPs mm-hmm. and getting, you know, letting, like, a smaller dev take a crack at it. Just like, hey, we like what you've done in the past. Like, if you can pour that level of love into Turtles... We have full faith that you can get it done, you know. This oh, piques my I, interest I like big that. time. I, I added it to my Xbox wish list because they dropped it on there too. So yeah, yeah. I, I, 
I, I, I could go for a uh, boomer shooter, I guess they're called these days. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And like the sound design, like the music is really good. And like yeah. I was playing okay. with headphones and there was like one power up that like really played with the stereo in it. And nice. like uh, as it was like 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 when you started it, it was like really slow Doppler in the stereo. And then as it like was like getting lower and on the timer, it was speeding up. It was just, it felt incredible to play with headphones Ooh. on. Ooh. Yeah. Playing, playing games with headphones is just awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit when we get into Zelda, but when I did the stream, uh, I did one stream of Zelda and like playing that with headphones on just like every little sound effect. I was just like, Ooh, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's cool. Ooh, that's, a nice sound. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Just, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I wanted to also just put it out into the ether because now I'm it's I think it's too good of an idea and I want it to be made. And I'm like, I'm hoping that like someone else who can make a game <laughs> would pick it up <laughs> like because uh, War- or Games Workshop is handing over their IP to these indie developers for them. Like they've never made a Tyranid game. And Tyranids are, like, the big bad. They're the Zerg. They're the, like, mm, okay. just, like, like hive mind, insectoid, reptilian, the Borg, whatever. The yeah, Borg like, type. Just to, con- their entire, like, goal is just to consume all mass in the universe. Like, there's <laughs> nothing else to them, and it's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but, like, I really want, like, an isometric roguelike like starring the Tyranids where you are, you start as like the smallest one and like you like eat your way through some hordes until you die. And then you are, go to the bio reclamation pool and regenerate with all the biomass that you've consumed. And then you can become a stronger and stronger unit. Mm. And I'm like, Oh my God, that would be so fun to do, but they'll never do it. Cause they'll just keep making space Marine games. But it uh, seems man, like there's there's a lot to pull from right there. You could, I know, you could easily pull a campaign out of that. Yeah. It as, would just be as soon fun. as you said that, I'm like, they could just hire the people who made Into the Breach and just let yeah. them make some kind of, you know, that kind of progression yeah. but with that, you know, structure Ugh, or like, that uh, theme. I, I like so many of the sub factions of Warhammer and like games workshop is like no we're only making games starring the imperium of man and like no one else so like this Barf. sucks <laughs> they're the, the most boring cl- like group in the I entire i was just gonna thing. say like the war most of the warhammer games i see like if i didn't know any better i would just be like oh is this another like gears of war or is this another like you know just random yeah you know fps or third person shooter you know, unless it's like Vermintide or something with like the rats. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really funny when like this game or like store or bolt gun comes out and it's just like very, it doesn't take itself seriously with the Imperium of Man. Like you can, there's a dedicated but, or button where you just like yell out like phrases like glory to the emperor or like you will be purged <laughs> in the name. Of Love it. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. as so totally aware of how dumb it is. And I was like, this rules. <laughs> yeah. That I'm like, please just give me all of the other weirdo factions. Give me an orc game, please. Right. Yeah, seems like a no-brainer. There's got to be fans of every faction, obviously. So yep. it's like, why oh, not? Yeah. Why yeah. not tap into that fandom? Oh yeah, especially yeah. if they can do it like stuff like this. That's on a, I'm assuming, relatively lower budget than yeah. you know, some of the other stuff that they've done. So yeah, it doesn't have to be a giant total war game. Like, just make a fun spinoff. Right. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah. It's great. Give me the Tau Mech game, please. How many different factions are there in Warhammer? Well, at least 20. Oh, damn. I was say like a dozen, but dang. And okay. like that's maybe including half of like the like Space Marines themselves have like entire different chapters with different rules. So like Right, right. There's not just one Space Marine army. There's like multiple sub factions where you can only take certain equipment and but you get d- different bonuses and whatnot. Oh man. It's just it's massive. It's just a it's a vehicle to make you spend money. Like I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, when I was into magic cards, like it was like, oh, I gotta have a deck of every kind, just oh, in case, you know, yep. of every type. And then I gotta have some more versatile decks. And it's like it's literally me playing against my cousin, and we're usually like, <laughs> here, you use one of my decks. Like there's like three of us that play, you know. Exactly. Really, I'm pretty much just collecting these, like you said. I'm just I'm just buying them. But over it's and fun let's go to Wizards to buy of the them. Coast. It is fun. It, is. The, it the, like, is. makes my brain ke- make chemicals that make me happy. Yes. Yep. I mean, even when I'm playing like uh NBA playgrounds too, and I'm like mm-hmm. unlocking new players. Oh hey, it's uh Novitsky on it's the Marcus Camby. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like literally I remember that name. <laughs> And no real attachment to him other than, like, I paid attention to basketball back when he played. Exactly. Oh, what, man, what speaking isn't of basketball. about selling you nostalgia? Yes. Yeah. So, these days, like, even, like, commercials. Like, I've seen a lot of commercials oh. these days that are, like, there's, like, callbacks to old commercials from that company. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, That's a little uh, too snake eating its tail for I know. Me. Yeah, that's gross. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep seeing that... Uh, N64 Switch Online, like GoldenEye commercial. And it's like, hey, remember when you that. used to play? Like, it's like all of these people who are in their late 30s, early 40s, and oh, they're like man. calling up their boys. And they're like, <laughs> let's, even though we live across the nation, let's play oh, GoldenEye. And I'm like, yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Did you see what they're adding to the, um, not 64, but the Game Boy Advance? Uh, catalog soon i think at the end of the month they're adding uh all three of the other super mario advance games Ooh. like yoshi's island uh mario 2 and mario basically the games that they one, have all already the, the originals <laughs> of, <laughs> super mario world uh, yeah, yeah. like it's no real <laughs> excitement there but for whatever reason they i guess there's like those e-card bonus levels or whatever yeah. assuming that uh, those exist I mean, on, I, on the other games. I, too. I will say that's how I first played both Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island were those yeah, versions. Same. That's actually how I beat Yoshi's Island and how I beat uh, Mario 2 as well, because I was like, ah, there's like the extra like collectible coins. Yeah. And then it just had like saving yeah. <laughs> on yeah. it instead saving, of leaving my NES on. The, that was the killer for me. That's why I never beat any nes game because i was like i played it yeah. once at like either the dentist's office or <laughs> someone's house and then never again oh yeah yeah that's one of my favorite things to say next to each other any nes mm. that's just such a great <laughs> i haven't played any nes i'd say it all the time and i catch it like that just has such a fun ring to it yes <laughs> oh man my orthodontist office had like a legit sega genesis kiosk thing with like oh. a five or six game changer and like hey it okay. worked it made me look forward to going to the orthodontist for however mm-hmm. many years that was through jaw yep. widening and uh you know orthodontist. and that ain't fun yeah that ain't fun yeah what were the That's games cool. do you remember uh there was like like tasmania is not even that good of a sega genesis game but it was definitely one of those and it was fast okay and you know yeah. it looked kind of like the cartoons i definitely remember yeah, it had good graphics yeah. definitely had good graphics yeah and it was like oh i don't have this game i could i could 
play this for a moment. That's that's the one that sticks out in my memory. Yeah. You know what game? I know I've been hyping up a lot of the Genesis games on uh, recent episodes of the podcast and like the on the selection there. But you know what game I fired up recently that does not hold up? It's a kid chameleon. That yeah, game is that. just yeah. That game is just the wonkiest controls. Like I was kind of excited to play it because like the character sprites kind of remind me of uh uh Ando's games or Osat games like uh Go Go Pogo Girl yeah, yeah. and Spirits. Like it kind of reminds me like he's definitely a Sega guy. Yeah. Is inspired by that stuff. So I was like, oh maybe he's like a big kid chameleon fan and like maybe this is like a sleeper hit that I never played. Uh, much of because I had it on like the Wii Virtual Console as well, but never played much of it. Right. And uh, bought a cartridge of it, but it never worked. That was one of the few oh. cartridges I ever bought and like could never get to work whether I wow. cleaned it. I got it to like boot the screen once for like a split second. But anyways, um, yeah, I played a little bit of that and I was like, this game is trash. Yeah. <laughs> like just absolute like, oh, terrible. It, terrible yeah. game. That, that, if I remember correctly, wasn't there some like, hold up Mario anyways. components to that? Like you break blocks and stuff. Yeah, and, you're like breaking yeah. blocks but it's like, it feels even wonkier than like the Alex Kidd games yeah. that I've played, like mm. control wise. And those those games actually feel halfway decent, the Alex Kidd games, but Besides it's just like you like real stuff, heavy and yeah. weight. Yeah, the boss battle stuff in <laughs> Alex Kidd is just a joke. Let's play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> like pure luck. <laughs> like no Not great. strategy, no like tells from the bosses, no anything. Just like yeah. just pure luck, and then you lose a life if you lose. Yeah. Just a joke. Um but yeah, Kid Chameleon, not fun. I've still been chipping away at some shinobi here and there. But Hell yeah. Kid Chameleon. <laughs> I mean, I don't own that, and I love Sega Genesis, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. well, I'll, I I can tell you that you you don't need to own it. I don't think <laughs> works um, for me. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're unless you're going to complete a true like complete Genesis collection or like every no, first party game or something like not. that, then maybe. But yeah, I do not need. I'm to. I'm not living that life. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. The game jam uh, just wrapped up uh, Ooh, over nice. the weekend, so I've been. Uh, I did one stream so far, played fifteen of the entries. We got fifty entries on the dot again, so nice. Kind of funny awesome. uh, how that like worked out, but yeah, so far all there's been some really really cool games. Uh, one of the games there's like this. I, I like I don't know exactly what this platform is. They're called Wholesome Games. They have like a YouTube channel and a Twitter account, and like they just kind of like they kind of do these like wholesome directs, and they just do like kind of feature like kind of like the Nintendo directs, but just kind of feature like cozy, wholesome games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they featured one of the jam games, actually uh therapy. It's called, it's like a deck building game about like tending to your plants and stuff like that. Okay. No, like, that sounds a, incredible. It's a really, me. it's a really cool game with really awesome art. <laughs> like uh, if you, I'm, I'm sure you've seen uh Fletch in the uh, discord. I think so. Yeah. Uh, from time to time. I feel like they're one of the more active people in there. So if you saw their name, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I recognize that avatar or whatever. The little right. duck um yes but uh yeah uh, him and like a team of like uh five i think five other people they worked on two different games last time and they were just like hey we're all friends let's all work together on a game this time and apparently they're like planning on making a full version like they already made like a twitter account for the game and like they're like going all in on it i'm like hell yeah man like just it would be really cool to see another game come out of this jam as like a commercial 
release or whatever, even if it's not commercial, but just like a f- more fleshed out, you know, absolutely version of it. Um, Jetbox two was also made for the game jam. I don't know if you put, you played a little bit of that, didn't you, John? Maybe I wouldn't know. I feel like it was one of the ones you played for like a quick second. It was like that, just that purple screen where you're like controlling a little, I guess, box with a jet booster on it. And you're just like collecting the particles on the skirt, like the collectibles on the screen. And then it, you're uh, like jet, le- your exhaust leaves like a trail that you can't touch that like kind of kills you. So you have to like kind of navigate yes. the screen. Yeah. Um. So the developer of that one like made a sequel to that essentially for the game jam. And like, mm-hmm. oh man, definitely some sweet entries once again. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Very pumped. I'm a little stressed because I'm like, man, I got to do a couple more streams this week. I still got to edit an episode of the podcast. So I'm like, shit, I shouldn't uh said I would try to stream everything. But whatever, I'll get done what I can get done. And yeah, it, yep. it is what it is. Or if I have to do like a stream technically like after the voting ends or something like that, I can still oh, you know, yeah. check out some of the games after the fact. Maybe even check out some of the post jam update stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there's been some sweet stuff. 